Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome, wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring. We're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by On Fire Processing, where there is no burn, just earn. Well, you know, we've all been talking about on this show, mergers and acquisitions in the merchant processing realm, deficit spending in the governmental realm. Sooner or later, your merchant processing fees are going to start rising up. You need to get with On Fire Processing today to find out not only where you stand, but where you may be headed. So you need to pick up that phone right now and dial 833-866-3473. That's 833-866-3473. And you can find out how On Fire can blacken your bottom line. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us toll free at 877 number three N O W B U Z or go to my show host website, which is businessbuzz.com, spelled B I Double Z N E S S B U Double Z dot com. Well, shout out right now to our philanthropic charity up there in the state of Washington, Chaplain Joseph Havens, veteran of Vietnam, chaplain of over 3,000 veterans, started a move a few months ago called Cookies to Cops. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. The word cookies, T-O-C-O-P-S dot com. And he's been handling now dozens and dozens and dozens of cookies to your first responders, your men and women in blue who defend your business on a daily basis. So you need to get in touch with him today because he wants to put out a precinct move where you can get out there and bless your local precincts with not only cookies, but maybe a pat on the back and the shake of the hand. You need to start supporting your communities, especially where law enforcement is concerned. Also, shout out to latip.com. One of my advertisers. They are number one B2B networking group, 4,500 small businesses across the United States and 220 chapters. They're exploring in the new uh, Northeast part of the United States, which has been hammered by this pandemic. You need to get with Letip, L-E-T-I-P.com today. If you want to find out how your business can be special, when you show up to those networking meetings, you're the only candidate in that category in the room and all of them in there want to billboard your business for your better future. Well, I'm joined today by my co-host, Natasha Friedman. My goodness, she does all my political-centric co-host shows. How you doing, Natasha? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Frank. Oh, man, it's so great to have you. We're going to really, really have an incredible show today. I'll tell you what, the title of this show today is Masks, Masks, Vaccines, Stimulus, Infrastructure, dot, 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 what's next? I'm joined today by Gene James, Gene was born in La Jolla, but raised in a small town in Nebraska after graduating from high school. I, he joined the United States Army at the age of 17. After a few years as an infantryman, he spent the remainder 
of his 20-year Army career with the U.S. Army Military Police Regiment with the majority of his assignments being in overseas locations. Upon his retirement from the Army, he sought a career with major corporations directing and leading security, crime preventions, investigations. Concurrently, he also pursued a career in academia and lecturing at the undergraduate level in criminal justice and at the graduate level in security management, homeland security, and leadership. His nonprofit experience includes president of Crime Stoppers of San Diego County, board chair of a 501c3 organization with San Diego Police Department, Star Pal, and a youth crime prevention and diversion program, and most recently, a board chair of USO San Diego. Since 2016, he's been a self-employed, a security consultant, and an expert witness on matters relating to violent crime. He holds a BA degree in criminal justice and a master's degree in public administration, and he just so happens to be the mayor pro tem of the incredible city of San Clemente in Southern California. Welcome, Gene. James, the business buzz. Thank you very much, Frank. So great to have you here, John. Gene, you are joined today, joined today by a really good friend of mine, Mr. Greg Ress. Greg is an incredible story because he is a former, well, actually, how do you be a former United States Marine? That's what he is. He was a combat veteran in Iraq, flew fighter planes off the deck of a carrier, was a uh, commander of uh, a division of U.S. Marines uh, that I think he flew over 71 sorties. Since retiring from the United States Marine Corps, Colonel Greg Rats continues his service and dedication to those who he served. He served as a vice chairman of the Orange County Veteran Advisory Council for the Board of Supervisors for several years. He was first elected to Mission Viejo City Council in 2014. He was reelected in 2018. He is unanimously appointed as mayor of Mission Viejo by his council colleagues for 2019. On March 3rd, 2020, he won the Republican nomination for the U.S. House of Representatives, California 45th Congressional District, and was narrowly defeated by Congresswoman Katie Porter in November 2020. Greg is a member of many community organizations, and currently he's a Republican candidate for the Orange County Board of Supervisors, 5th District. He's married to Lucy, and together they have three children and six grandchildren. Welcome, Greg, to Business Buzz. Thanks. Good to be back. Good to see you again, Frank. Good to have you with us, Greg. Gentlemen, you remember a few years back, the Orange County Register had headlines, right? Fires, floods, earthquakes, dot, dot, dot. What's next with three question marks behind it? Let me tell you something. The title of the show mirrors that. Gene, what do you think's up for the coming years in Southern California? I, I am cautiously optimistic we have to defeat these liberal Democrats. We have to defeat this anti-business attitude. We have to defeat the, the, the policies of, of Newsom and Sacramento and of uh, Tony Atkins and Mr. Wieners in, 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 in Sacramento, in, in San Francisco. They are hell bent on the ruination of the middle class and taking away from us what we have earned and what we've worked hard for. You only have to look at SB9 and SB10 to see what they're trying to do from a housing perspective to change the dynamics of, of, our, of, our, of our small towns, of our neighborhoods, and taking away local authority and putting it all in Sacramento. And the same thing is happening in Washington, D.C. You know, I'll tell you, Gene, you are Mayor Pro Tem of an incredibly wonderful city of San Clemente. There's a heck of a lot of old money in that town, right? And you and I have had a lot of conversations about what's happening in the restaurant community in your fair city. Tell us a little bit about it, because you've been pretty much an activist in that role, haven't you? Yeah, we had, we from the very beginning of the governor's 
order and stand down and all the other things that came out from the governor. I actually authored a letter to the governor in, in the beginning of, uh, in the end of April saying, we're opening up the fifth, on the 5th of May. And we did. And we still have our restaurants um, dining outside. Uh, it's creating a, a parking problem and we're going to have to, we're going to have to deal with that. But we have, I f feel very good about the fact our city council in San Clemente saved those restaurants. I know of no restaurants that have gone out of business. Some have moved, some have lost leases, but I know of no restaurant that have gone out of business in San Clemente as a result of COVID. That's amazing. You know, Greg, you are former mayor of Mission Viejo uh, and uh, you ran for Congress. Unfortunately, you fell a little bit uh, short of that. Uh, but now you're turning around and you're seeking higher office in Orange County. Can you tell us about that? Yes, uh, I'm still on the city council here in Mission Viejo. I'm a council member. We rotate the mayorship every year. So I was mayor in 2019. Uh, there's an open seat in the Orange County Board of Supervisors next year. The uh, the Council uh, or the uh, supervisor Bartlett is termed out. You're allowed two four-year terms. She's finishing her second term, so I'll be running for that seat next year. I'm gearing up my campaign now, and uh, we're working together with uh, all the cities in the fifth district, which is Mission Bayo down south to San Clemente and Dana Point, to get the word out that I am running. But uh, right now, I'm committed to my city, trying to get through this uh, COVID. Uh, you know, every time you see a light at the end of the tunnel, this governor and others in uh, the hierarchy in the state of California just put a uh, closed the tunnel and it turns black again. So I came here in 1977 to Orange County as a young first lieutenant based at El Toro Air Base flying the F-4 Phantom and it was a paradise. Uh, Orange County was the pearl of, of the state, uh, very Republican, very conservative and very beautiful. And as Gene mentioned, uh, the leadership now in the state and throughout the, uh, the legislature has turned Democrat, has turned very liberal, and has really, really hurt this state. So I'm gonna do everything, I, I never quit. Yes, I did lose the 45th congressional uh, a race to uh, Katie Porter, and hopefully someone steps up and goes against her next year because she's as far left as the squad, and she does, she does not fit the mold here in Orange County. So. I'm looking for some good candidates. Uh, I'm working with Gene and others to find good candidates, uh, good conservative Republicans who can take the state back, uh, uh, district by district and precinct by precinct. Well, I can assure you, you've got a conservative talk host, show host talking to you right now. Uh, gentlemen, first of all, lest I forget, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for the service uh, that you uh, incurred in, in the United States Army, Gene, and also you, Greg, you know, for defending our country. Uh, I've I seen some of the, the photos and whatnot of you in the cockpit. Uh, I, I tell you, I envy you. You know, of course, I'm too tall to get in there. I'm six foot four. All right. Anyway, make a long story short. Listen, guys. We are looking right now at Los Angeles putting the mask back on the face of over 8 million citizens if they're in an indoor business. Do you think sooner or later this might uh, kind of trickle down into Orange County, San Diego, and maybe northward into Sacramento again? I think, I think that's the intention. Um, I hope our board, I have no doubt that the Board of Supervisors in San Diego is a liberal group. They will, they will follow suit, guaranteed. Um, I hope we hold the line here in, in Orange County and, and certainly in San Clemente, I would be against any mask mandate and I would be for thumbing our nose at any mask mandate 
coming down from either the county or the state. Cool. Let me jump into the mask category and uh, talk to you a little bit about Greg. You basically had a statement, right, that you issued to Governor Newsom during your candidacy for the 45th Congressional District. Uh, would you mind sharing that with us? Because uh, actually, I still have it in the archives. Uh, he's changed his tune uh, now that he's being recalled, I'll tell you that. But uh, early in the pandemic, I was involved in a lawsuit uh, to when he shut down all our beaches here in, in Orange County to uh, turn to overturn his uh, mandate, which we lost. I'm currently in a lawsuit with uh, against the state, the secretary of state and attorney general over the 2020 election. The, I'm working with the California Le uh, Integrity Project. Just, there are just too many discrepancies in that election. But as far as the subject of mass, I'm with Gene. This Orange County Board of Supervisors, they better not even think about mandating masks again. But now if people want to wear a mask, that's up to them. But if you don't want to wear it, and, and that's up to you. What about this? It's my body, my choice thing. And that the Democrats always push when it comes to uh, social issues like abortion. Well, this is my body, my choice. I'm tired of this governor and the leaders in the legislature telling us what to do, how to do things and how to live our lives. This is America. This is a free country. And I'm totally against the mandate, not only in Orange County, but obviously in my city, Mission Viejo. Gentlemen, you two are mayors former mayors of two very, very significant cities in South Orange County. Sales tax revenue is a biggie, right, in your budgets when you're going and you're talking about paying for your city, uh, you know, overall expenses and whatnot. How have you been affected since March 3rd, 2020, when this came into being? Yeah, so San Go ahead, Gene. San, San Clemente, uh, our sales tax revenue is flat. Um, we, we were concerned we were going to go into a deficit with our sales tax revenue. That's the good news, that it's that's flat. We haven't lost anything. The bad news, the very bad news that I'm most concerned about is our local retailers, the sales tax was down, with the exception of the big box retailers. And um, e-commerce is what's really... Uh, driving our sales tax revenue in Mission Viejo right now. And to look at someone like Jeff Bezos, that we, we rely on him uh, for, for our sales tax revenue, that's a, that's a very scary thing from, from my perspective because he is part of the swamp. He is without a doubt part of the swamp. He is the swamp. And we really need to um, open up this economy even more and, and, and start driving those sales with our small retailers and not with the Walmarts of the world selling their junk from China, not from Lowe's. Uh, we need to have our local uh, retailers thrive and flourish. Unfortunately, uh, Sacramento does everything it can to scuttle the great work they're doing. Greg, before we go to break here and whatnot, you also had an interesting event just happen in your city, right? A major uh, company uh, there off of Geronimo Road now is an Amazon distributor uh, plant. Is that true? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a, it's a capitalist country, and they went in, and the guy who owns the property leased it to them. Uh, I believe it was a 25-year lease to uh, distribute uh, Amazon products uh, throughout South County. Yeah, uh, the city had nothing to do with it. It's it's a business dealing, and uh, and they're in and out of there all day. 
Yeah, believe me, these online uh, merchants uh, are not friends to small business. If you turn around and you take a look at the track record just over the last two years, small business is having profits siphoned out of them, customer base siphoned out of them. And believe me, these guys could care less because you've got this guy out here that wants to be the next trillionaire, right? He just showed it by shooting up in, <laughs> into the sky uh, yesterday, right, and returning safely. I could care less who gets up in that capsule. I want to see small business hit those heights, right? You guys agree with that? Yeah, that's that's true. And I'm with Gene. Our, our tax base here in Mission Viejo has been flat and dipped, and uh, we're doing everything to help small business. And I couldn't understand. You got Costco open, Home Depot, Lowe's. You got all these big places open, but they, they had to shut down the small business. It, it just did not make sense. And you can see what was coming down from the state and from the feds that they just want these big uh, businesses to flourish and uh, slowly push away the small business. So. You're absolutely correct. Listen, guys, unbelievable content here in the first segment. We're going to bring Natasha on here in the second, talk about a little bit more politics. But we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Hellring live on Voice America Business Network. Do you brought to you by millionairemonsa.life forward slash death to wealth. I still can't believe I can get that out of my mouth in the seconds that I have to get it out there. But if you're in debt, either your mortgage all the way down to your credit cards and all points in between. You need to get with that company. You can find them on my show host webpage on Voice America. Click on the banner ad. It'll take you to a redirect page. If you're in debt, up to your eyeballs, you need to get with millionairemindset.life forward slash debt to wealth. Listen, we've been having a tremendous conversation with Gene and Greg, former mayors of Mission Viejo, politicians extraordinaire. And we're going to be back in two and two with Natasha with more buzz for your business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, on fire. That's 833-866-3473. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P.com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. 
visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, we're back live on Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Kellering. Now, joined by my co-host, Natasha Friedman, who's going to talk a little politics with Gene and Greg. Natasha, you got the floor. Thank you, Frank. So, as we know, our country has suffered through a horrible pandemic. In some states, they suffered for two months. In your state of California, you're just now starting to reopen. But now we hear reports of Delta variants of the COVID-19 are you guys concerned at all that your governor may shut down your state again and that small businesses that were damaged from last year that are trying to recover will never come back and never recover again? And that goes to Gene first. So I can't see him doing that politically. Um, you know, the recall elections coming up on September the 14th. He is, he is a politician through and through. And even if he felt he should, which I don't think he should, I don't think he, he would do it. Keep in mind, this is a guy that's let loose 100,000 felons on our streets for one purpose, to vote in the recall. And, and so I think he is so focused on the recall right now, I can't imagine he would do that. But my God, it would be devastating. It would be a, the death nail into, into the heart of small business in, in San Clemente and Orange County. Greg? Yeah, I got to go along with Gene. I, until this recall is wrapped up on the uh, 14th of September, he's not going to do anything politically to shut down the state like he did before, especially since he was exposed himself, uh, eating out with friends without masks and everything else. So He's a politician. I don't see him doing it, but you're starting to see counties like L.A. County and, as Dean mentioned, maybe San Diego County going back to uh, lockdowns and uh, mass mandates. And that's going to only upset the, uh, the electorate. And I don't see this governor doing it uh, until uh, the 14th is over. One way or the other, see what happens. Now, let's say your governor does get recalled and let's say the people of California they vote for a Caitlyn Jenner. Are you guys confident that Caitlyn Jenner won't do a mass mandate um, and won't shut the, the state of California down as Gover Governor Newsom has? And that goes to uh, Gene again. Um, I, the problem with Caitlyn Jenner is we don't know what he stands for. We don't know what she stands for. And, you know, I'm not sure he or she knows what, what they, he stands for. Uh, it's incredible. It, the idea of a Caitlyn Jenner administration is mind-boggling. I I have no idea what it would look like. You tell me John Cox is governor. I can tell you what what that's going going to look like. You tell me Larry Elder is governor. I would have some idea what that what that would look like. 
Um, you tell me Kevin Faulkner, um, I'm not too sure, but he does have a track record and his track record is that of a rhino. And I was just going to say for the record that Larry Elder, who did file to be the governor of California, they recently, um, they removed his name actually from the FEC filing, um, which is very bad. Um, and Greg, follow up that question with you. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was with Larry when he announced last week and uh, there's a uh, loophole there in the filing where there's some issues with his tax returns. He's, he's as sued the Secretary of State to get back on the ballot or to get on the ballot because they never put him on. But uh, it, it's Caitlin, she's going to Australia or something for like three weeks to film some, uh, uh, some show on TV. So I, she's not a serious candidate. I'm, I'm, I don't like Gene. I, I don't know what she stands for, but I understand Larry. And I understand Cox, who's a businessman, and Faulkner. These guys can turn the uh, state around. But first of all, we have to recall this uh, the current uh, uh, governor, who's a Democrat. And this is a very Democrat state. It's going to be very, very hard to get him recalled. But uh, Caitlin is, is not on my top 10 list at all. I don't know what she, she's going to do. Well, switching over to this new infrastructure bill that Joe Biden and his team have put together, it's a supposed bipartisan infrastructure bill that he wrote in June uh, 24 of this year. It clearly states in the beginning it's $1.2 billion. It is a transformational and historic investment in clean transportation, clean water, clean power, remediation of legacy, pollution, resilience to climate change, more electronic cars, basically getting rid of the Keystone pipelines. Um, like I said, um, on, during break, during the first week of Joe Biden's administration, he killed the Keystone pipeline, killed hundreds of thousands of jobs, uh, no more drilling, and he wants to have more reliable high-speed internet. If this infrastructure bill gets passed, well, the first question is, do you guys think that this infrastructure bill will get passed? And if it does get passed, how will this be detrimental to your state of California? And that goes to Greg first. Well, again, uh, you're talking about money that does not exist. Everything you just mentioned sounds great. You know, we love better roads and freeways and highways and bridges and all that. But there's no money. This, the country's $30 trillion in debt. And they would have to borrow that money or tax heavily corporations and, uh, and citizens to get that money. I just don't see it happening. I mean, there's a way to take care of infrastructure. It's called the gasoline tax. It's a user's tax. If you're going to get on our highway and pump gas in your car, there's a tax for that. And that's what that's for. You, got, you can't pump two, three trillion dollars of money that comes from the Federal Reserve or the Treasury Department that doesn't exist into the system. It just doesn't work. Uh, how will it affect California? California, we have a very high state uh, tax on our gasoline. We have a very high uh, federal tax on our gasoline. And that's what that money's for. So use it accordingly and everything will be fine. Gene? You know, this infrastructure bill concerns me. It, it, it is so much money that we don't have. Like Greg said, it's, it's, it's pretend money. We're just print, at this point, we're just printing printing money. And in my mind, there are too many Republicans in Washington who are come along, get along. When we look at the, at the Republican Party as it stands today, um, there's, there's actually over the last generation, the party roles have almost flipped. We are now, the, the Republican Party, one of the reasons why, why we're struggling so much is we're in transformation from being the, the, the party of Wall Street 
to being the party of, of Main Street. From I never thought I'd vote for a populist president. I voted, proudly voted for President Trump. And, and we are now a, a populist party and we are, you know, and the problem is those party members of ours who, who were growing this party with former Democrats, you know, hardworking union people, largely, um, we're, we're growing this party and they're not going to benefit from this. this all this green nonsense is, 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 is incredibly unsuccessful. One of, the, one of the problems with our CalPERS system is the amount of, of, of green investments they do. And instead of having a 7.5% return that they need to keep the CalPERS system open, that's a California person at pension program, um, they invest in so, what they call socially responsible investments that return little or, or nothing. And consequently, that's the reason why San Clemente has a unfunded pension liability, and I'm sure Mission Viejo do, does as well. So not only do we have to look at the federal budget, but we, we have to, the, the federal deficit, we have to go state down to, down to the state level, county level, and city level, and look at the amount of unfunded liabilities that we have. We need to be focusing on that. And we also need to be focusing on building a power in infrastructure in this state, because when this drought continues and the water levels in some of these dams get below the turbines, what's going to happen to our power grid? So Gene, let me follow up with you. So where do you think the money is going to come from to facilitate this if, if it does pass, God forbid? And why is the Biden administration pushing so hard for people that they fired from the Keystone pipelines to come work for them? Be it, we have, they, they keep saying we have great union jobs. We're gonna give you great union jobs. What is your response to that? It just, it's, to, to quote the English, it's rubbish. It's simply not going to happen that way. That money is going to go to, to Biden and Democrat donors and to, to these, these green projects. And it's not going to, if it were going to go to something that was going to be effective, going to uh, secure our future, going, in, it, go, going into, secure us going into our future, I would be all for it, not all for it, I'd be still be concerned about the amount of money that's being spent. But at this point, we're just throwing money after, good money after bad money. And Greg, let me switch to something else. How do you feel about big celebrities leaving your state and going to Texas and going to Florida, such as actors like Rob Schneider? He left. Elon Musk uh, is doing his whole operation in Texas. Ben Shapiro, who is the head of the Daily Wire, he moved his whole operation in Nashville, Tennessee. What do you think about that, Greg? Greg, you still with us? I, yeah, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I don't blame people for leaving the state. You know, uh, it's either fight or flight, and I'm a fighter, so I'm staying. I'm Dean staying. We're working hard, but if people want to leave the state to a more, uh, a less tax state, and a, a more uh, state where you have more freedoms and liberty, that that's up to them. And it's the, the regulations in this state, and I've seen it just at the city level, just just to build just a small little shack 
It takes a year, year and a half, just to get through all the procedures. It takes hundreds of thousands of dollars just before you even start a project. So we need to work, continue to work on regulation. The state is just too expensive for businesses to start up here. It's very expensive for a business to stay here. They get tax and tax and finally they just give up and leave. So I don't blame them when they leave. In fact, my son, who's a very successful businessman who lives in San Juan Capistrano, I mean, he's really thinking hard of moving either to Nevada or to Texas because of the high tax rate. And he works so hard and he, I'm so proud of him, but everything, uh, not everything, but I'm a, most of his money, or a lot of his money goes to taxes, either federal taxes, state taxes, um, property taxes, things like that. So he's getting frustrated and, you know, he's my son. So we talk very often. He says, dad's just unsustainable to live here. Now, Greg, follow up with you. What is your opinion when the Biden administration or Joe Biden himself says, quote, climate change is a bigger threat than foreign policy and national security? And you served our nation. So did um, Gene. So what is your response to that? I so disagree with that. I, I came here. Uh, I, I played junior college football in uh, Phoenix, Arizona in 73. And I came here to play Los Angeles Valley College in the smog, which is sitting over the stadium. It's really hard to even to play a football game. But within, but we've cleaned up the air, the water. It, 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 it's as good as it's ever been. So to say this climate change issue is the greatest threat, I, I totally disagree. He needs to travel to China or Russia or, or, or North Korea or uh, Iraq or Iran to see where the problems are. It's not climate change. The climate is always changing and will always change. Yes, we inhabit. There's more and more people inhabiting the earth and we got to be careful on how we take care of the earth, but uh, it is not our number one problem. Trust me. And I'm not going to waste billions and trillions of dollars. Like you just rejoined the Paris uh, uh, initiative over there on climate change, which just is a waste of money for the United States. And same thing with Eugene. Do you think that climate change is bigger than the huge threat that we have in Iran? Absolutely not. You know, you look at the posturing China is doing in the Pacific, the aircraft carrier, and, and Greg would know more about this than I, I do, the aircraft carriers they're building in the Panama Canal, they're expanding the Panama Canal so a Chinese aircraft and carrier could, could traverse the, the Panama Canal. Uh, you look at the threat that, that, that Russia brings to us, our threats are external. Our threats are Marxism, socialism, communism, all those, all those isms, which are the very same, and we have the threat from within as well. And you, you, you look at how dictators and tyrants have taken over throughout history, and right now, you know, a lot of things are happening in America really, really mirror the Weimar Republic of, of the early, late 20s, early 30s. And we're, we're about ready to go into hyperinflation. And it will just be one more similarity that we have in 21st century America to the Weimar Republic, which led to Nazism, led, led to a Holocaust. And um, we have to get a hold of both, understand both our external threats and the internal threats we have. And unfortunately, some of those internal threats are within our very government. 
And you look at a, a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff who put together an action plan to take out a president. You look at the FBI ignoring Hunter Biden, but go, going after a 69-year-old woman in San Clemente who's now been indicted, and all she did was walk into the Capitol with a group while a Capitol police officer was holding the door open for her. They're trying to intimidate us. They're trying to put us down, and we cannot tolerate it. And we need conservatives and patriots and all Americans to stand up against it. Yeah, you know, and Jane, I couldn't have said with, with, oh, uh, I was just I'm gonna, sorry, Natasha, I got to break Millie in. Afterwards. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I got to break in, Natasha, but we're headed for a break time. Uh, listen, I couldn't have said it better, Gene, myself. You know, it's an interesting thing that uh, President Biden just visited with former President Carter. I wonder if they learned together how to formulate a new inflationary economy. Listen, <laughs> this is going to be an, an incredible uh, playback and whatnot, Natasha, this political side uh, that you've opened up and whatnot about, you know, local and federal moves right now, I think definitely needs to get out to the small business community. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Hellring live on Voice America Business Network to you, brought to you by now Business Group Resources. Listen, all you small businesses out there are now facing EIDL payback to the SBA. You are facing possibly 3PP loan payback to the SBA. Listen, you need to get with Business Group Resources because they can show you how to go back three years in your income taxes, legitimately recapture R&D tax credit formulated by the IRS, but you need that expertise to go get it and more importantly, you're going to get 6% compounded tax-free interest. I don't know about you, getting 6% tax-free compounded interest from the IRS is a worthy situation in your business. So you need to pick up that phone right now and dial 877-857-6875. 877-857-6875. Well, we've been mixing it up with council member Gene James, Mayor Pro Tem of San Clemente, Greg Rath, who's on the city council of Mission Viejo, running for higher office in Orange County, 5th District, and my incredible co-host, Natasha Friedman, who's talking politics. We're going to be right back with Business Watch for more buzz for your business. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, On Fire. That's 833-866-3473. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 
That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, I'm your host, Frank Howard. We're back live now on Business Watch. This is the segment of the show where we open up the phone lines live and you get a chance to talk to me or talk to Gene James or Greg Rath or my incredible politically centric co-host, Natasha Friedman. So pick up that phone right now and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And you could be on live with us on Business Watch right now. Well, Greg, I'll tell you something. You know, you guys kind of mentioned, you kind of talked a little bit about that work comp move uh, that Greg Newsom did uh, here recently where he actually uh, brought COVID-19, right, into the sphere of workers' comp in the state of California. I'm a small business owner. I have a medical aesthetic practice up here in Yorba Linda. Now I feel to myself, you know, if one of my employees walks up and says, hey, you know, Frank, I'm not feeling too good. Now I got to send them down to the ER, right? And then they come back and they say, oh, I'm COVID-19 positive. I have to pick up the phone, call the Office of Emergency Services in Sacramento and do that reporting. And then my second phone call is to my insurance agent, and tell him that I've got a reportable incident, which means now I'm liable on my work comp to pay out to that employee. You tell me, where do we get away from slip and fall? And now all of a sudden COVID-19 is right up front. Well, when you put all that money out in the, uh, they're talking about billions of dollars of excess money in Sacramento. So they're just pouring this money out. and And where's that money coming from? Small businesses. They're forking out all this money to the state uh, they, they pay their unemployment uh, taxes. They pay their uh, workman's compensation. And it, it just gets just rerouted right back to the people in their homes that refuse to work. You know, Jane, you mentioned a lot about the restaurant community, right? Can you imagine this being predicated against the restaurant community with, you know, employees running around? You know, I mean, we had like gloves on them, right? We had masks, you know, you couldn't even wipe a table or anything like that. Now you got barriers up in between the booths. Now we have work comp issues. What's that going to do to restaurant owners who are thin margin right now in that arena? Typical restaurant without alcohol sales Typical restaurant, it has a a margin of about five to seven percent, depending on on what their food cost looks like, um, what their rent looks like. It's it's about five to seven percent. You then take the minimum wage increases that have occurred 
over the past couple of years. And now you have employees making $15 an hour in some cities, in most cities, in many cities. Uh, you, you add the workers' comp cost, and mo most, of these, most of these small employers are probably insured at the first dollar. So that's, that's going to hit their insurance company, but it's, ultimately it's going to hit their, their premiums. And, and they're going to pay outrageous premiums going, going into the future. And we will see restaurants fail. And restaurants are, are just a microcosm of our, our, our small business in, in America. You, you have production costs, you have, in, you have labor costs, you, you have rent and all these other costs. And once you start adding additional workers' comp costs, I would submit that 5% will look more like 2%. And who, who in the world is going to invest 2 or $3 million into a business that's going to return 2%? We're, we're, going, we're going to destroy the restaurant business with this, as we will small business. You know, Jane, you talked about unfunded liability. Also, Greg, you chimed in on that as well from a, a state and local standpoint of view. Peter Drucker, uh, you know, Claremont University is the father of American business. And he's talked about that eons ago, okay, as far as unfunded liability. But also this socially responsible thing caught my attention, Greg, that you talked about, right? Because we have Cal Savers now. CalSavers.com in the state of California, which is going to force small businesses to have a quote unquote uh, retirement plan by June of 2022 down to five employees, or they're going to start getting a fine of $250 per employee per month. And it's going to jack up after 90 days to $500 an employee per month until they come into compliance. How is that going to put a ramrod on your city, Gene and Greg? It's uh, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, I'll start. I just think we we all this stuff gets pushed down our small businesses' throat, and and, it, and at some point, you know, they throw up their hands and, and enough's enough, and they go do something else. But uh, I say you're talking about the unfunded liability. Let me go back to that real quick. Um, in our city, we contract out to the Orange County Sheriff uh, for our, uh, our our security here, and it's not. Uh, we're paying for that one, or say we uh, have 57 deputies. It's not those 57. We're paying for like 200 of them because you're paying the pensions of two guys that just left and you're paying to train the next guy. So that that's costs the city so, so much money who contract out for their uh, public safety. But as far as small businesses, um, the regulations, the taxes, uh, the, the mandates uh, coming down from Sacramento has just pushed them all out. We just saw that with Uber and Lyft and some of these other uh, companies that are or their, their drivers are private contractors. We had a, a legislature up in uh, Sacramento who tried to make Uber and start giving all these uh, 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 gifts and, and uh, issues. They had to give uh, money for, for medical and dental and everything else to the, uh, the drivers and everything. Finally, it went to the ballot and it was, it was turned down. People are just tired of the state mandating small businesses. And like you said earlier, uh, uh, Frank, that's why so many people are leaving the state. And, uh, and Natasha, you're saying some of these big wigs are leaving. You know, Campbell's Soup, they're, they're leaving as fast as, 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 as they came here earlier. Yeah, we got an exit that's going on in California. Unfortunately, we got the wrong Moses, okay? Natasha, how you doing out there? You're surrounded by green today. I wish my audience could see it. Listen, you've been doing a lot of copy on the green movement in D.C. There is a socially responsible investment bucket 
in this Cal Savers, right? Uh, Roth IRA program that the state is mandating on small businesses. You tell me, how in the world are you going to turn a profit in a socially responsible bucket on a Roth IRA? Well, you can't. I mean, you definitely can. Now, I'm not a financial advisor, so I can't give that advice, but you definitely can't. And, you know, something I wanted to emphasize in the previous segment is March 26, 2019, uh, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, she tried to push the Green New Deal to the Senate. The Senate voted 57 to 0 against the Green New Deal. 43 Democrats voted present for it. So it shows that actually there's moderate Democrats in the Senate that don't approve and don't accept this Green New Deal. So my question to Gene and to Greg is why is the squad, the 1%, the socialist, globalist, Marxist, elitist in the Biden administration and outside, why are they pushing this Green New Deal when it's not even popular amongst moderate Democrats? Gene? That's a, that's, that's a great question uh, that I don't have a good answer for. The, the only thing I could tell you is they are hell-bent on turning this country into a socialist hellhole. And this is one of the things that, that, that will do it. We, we are the Saudis of, of natural gas. We... we were before Mr. Biden came in, we were energy independent and we're doing everything we can to, to turn, that, turn that around. And now what do we, what do we see? We see $4.50 gasoline. And sooner or later, the American people are going to reject this. Um, I don't know whether they will reject it soon enough before we, you know, just kill the golden the goose that laid the golden egg we live in the greatest nation in the history of mankind and we have a party who is hell-bent on ruining the nation and we have another party that just kind of sits by and watches it and and doesn't come out and talk about the true issues and and cortez is is a hardcore communist she's not a socialist she's not not a progressive she is an absolute communist She's a, 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 a absolute admirer of, of the Castro brothers. Uh, and these are the type of people we have to take out at, at, the, at, at the ballot box. It, 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 it's disturbing. And Greg, we have people that are not economists in Congress and in the Senate, but they try to be. And they think by pushing the Green New Deal that it's going to help the economy. Say to the American people, especially the people in your district and in your state, how, if they pass the Green New Deal, how it's going to hurt small businesses. It's going to hurt young millennials, especially, that are trying to have a family, that are trying to get married. Why is there such emphasis on this Green New Deal when the majority of the American people do not support it? Yeah, I, I don't think we have to worry about the Green New Deal ever going through. Uh, at those four squad members, I think the total votes they got, the four of them was like 600,000 votes out of 330 million people that live in America. Now they're getting all the oxygen when it comes to press coverage and all that, but it will never the Green New Deal will never, in my opinion, will never, ever get passed and will never be implemented in America. And what uh, we heard earlier, these people deeply believe they just don't want to disrupt the country and just be against the, the norm. They deeply believe in socialism and communism, and they believe this country should go that way. 
And I think the American people are smart enough uh, in a whole to, to ensure that this does not happen. So, Gene, you mentioned um, General Milley um, before um, the last segment. Um, tell the American people a little bit, you know, what do you think of him and why is he bringing politics into the military? Why is he pushing critical race theory? Why is he pushing mandation of vaccines in the military? Um, tell us very quickly, um, what's your opinion on that? I'm very concerned about General Milley. I'm very concerned specifically, but in general, I'm concerned about the entire flag and general officer corps. They are they are a product of political correctness. They they you know the Pattons of the world, the MacArthur's of the world, the Blackjack Persians of the world, the Lejeunes of the world would not survive in today's military. Our greatest warriors we've had in our history would be colossal failures in this military. And I'm really interested to hear what Greg has to say about that as well. Yeah, Greg, follow up with you. Why is General Milley pushing critical race theory in the military and mandated vaccines and pushing his politics in, into the military? He's a politician. He's not a war fighter. I'm scared. Uh, General Schwarzkopf was my commander in Desert Storm. We won that war, uh, the ground game, in four days. Uh, Milley would probably take four years. He's a politician. He's a, uh, he's a Bidenite. He, he hated Trump, and he's now thrown his weight around as chairman with all this uh, uh, diversity training and this uh, critical uh, race theory training, and it's not good for the military. My dad was a World War II bomber pilot. I was a fighter pilot. My son was an F-18 aviator. Uh, and today, I, I'm really concerned with Millie at the helm. Unfortunately, we got to move to the end of the show. Greg, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time. You're running a hot and fast campaign right now for Orange County Supervisor. The playback will be up on this show within about four hours, and I'll make sure you get it out, okay, uh, to all your consistency Thank and people you. that are sitting on the fence voting for you for Orange County Supervisor, 5th District. Gene, thanks so much for being a guest on my show. Let me tell you something. Your passion, your fortitude, and your personality, you ought to think about running for higher office. Natasha, how you doing? Listen, I'm doing great good. show. We're going to have another one. I guarantee you soon it has to do with the political realm because we're never going to run out of copy. Hey, listen, thank you, my listening audience out there, for turning into Business Buzz and Business Watch today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll-free at 877-3-NOWBUZ or go to my show host website at businessbuzz.com and put in a message and I'll get back to you. Well, next week. Looks like I might be bringing on a general manager of a major, you repeat, major senior city and overseeing and medical community CEO who has experienced the pandemic shutdown in the state of California. You don't want to miss this show because I'm going to be really talking about what Mr. Newsom's done to the senior community. And let me tell you something, the senior community isn't happy even now with what's going on in California. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.